Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode we have Netflix 251st film from 2020. It's the Italian comedy drama Under the Riccioni Sun, or in Italian it's Sotto il Sole di Ricconi. It's directed by You Nuts and it stars Cristiano Comodo. Ludovica Martino, Lorenzo Zuzolo, and Isabella Ferrari. I'm Jesse. I'm here by myself to bring you this international film. As always, if you are keen on checking the film out and don't want any spoilers, give us a pause now. Come back later on because we're going to break into it and spoil it. And we do that through the fast flick. So we start off and give a quick little summary of what the film is all about. And this one, it's about a group of young adults who gather together for a yearly trip to the beach for booze, sex, and music. Intriguing. Uh, this this is like a, um, a teen sort of uh, comedy film, I guess. Uh, you know, it, it's an international film. It sort of rips off a lot of the American-style uh, teen films that we see. So if you're into those sorts of films, give it a chance. We're going to talk about how this film ended up on Netflix. Um, I don't have much. <laughs> that, that's what I always say with international films. But uh, I guess that this film was successful enough that Netflix decided to create a sequel, which was called Under the Amalfi Sun, which was released on the 13th of July, 2022. So two years after this film, they did do a sequel. So obviously hit well enough. Um, in Hungarian, this, this film's called Under the Blazing Sun. But apart from that, this film is all about the Italian beaches, the Italian girls, the Italian boys, um, and having a good time, I guess. The... The only other thing I sort of looked up um, Riccioni as a destination, and and this is a destination in summer for um, tourists. It's on the Adriatic River, um, and one of the best known seaside resorts in northern Italy. So um, tourism includes a lot of young people going there because of the nightlife and the nightclubs and the beaches. So obviously trying to to you know not necessarily be an advertisement for tourism, but it all ties in as to why they've selected uh, this location. <laughs> There's a, one fact I found about this film in that it contains 39 sexual expletives. So 39 sexual references in this film. Uh, so that's what you're going to get if you do watch this film. This film was released on Netflix on the 1st of July in 2020. It was filmed, obviously, as I've mentioned, in Riccioni in Italy. What are the critics and audiences saying about this film? So Rotten Tomatoes doesn't actually have a percentage. There's only two reviews, one rotten, one fresh. So not enough of a consensus for us to come up with anything. The audience has less than 50 ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, sits at 50%. So, you know, sort of that middle range. Um, if we looked at IMDb, it sits a little bit higher at a 5.6 out of 10 on about five and a half thousand ratings. And Letterboxd, again, very similar, sits at a 2.5 out of five on a bit over 5,000 ratings, but it's been logged by 8,000 people. So most people, you know, it's not the best film they've ever seen, but it's probably okay. And that leads me to my thoughts. So, you know, based on the, you know, based on the the concept of this film, I, I probably should have disliked it more than I did. But you know, in the end, it, it was fine. I, I was engaged in where the characters were going to go, even if there are way too many characters for one film. That is one thing I'm going to say right now. There are too many characters in this film. There is no need for the amount of characters in this film that there are. Uh, I'll leave that at that until we get a bit later on. But let's talk about some of these characters uh, because there are so many to talk about and it's hard to keep track of how they're all connected and what's going on. So we'll talk about Ciro. He is sort of the first guy we meet. He's this guy who's a musician. He wants to audition for this big sort of talent show. Obviously doesn't doesn't get it onto the show. Sort of a bit sad. Walks out onto the beach from this audition and is sort of offered like the job as a lifeguard straight away. Uh, 
I mean, as the film goes, he eventually realizes that he probably doesn't have the discipline or the hard work to be a musician. Uh, we, we see he's got a girlfriend. Her name's v, Vio. Uh, Via? It should be Via, shouldn't it? Because it's Italian. Vio would mean male. Um, oh, I'm actually showing that I know a little bit about Italian. Um, he, you know, he's got his girlfriend at home, but he's obviously on the beach. Lots of good-looking people around. Um, he's good-looking. He's meant to be the eye candy of this film. We get these shots of him sort of coming out of the beach, coming out of the water, covered, you know, with his muscles. And we sort of learned early on, he probably doesn't really care too much about his girlfriend because he's checking out other girls left right and center there's this girl mara who comes across and you know you can tell he's keen on her straight away but his girlfriend's best friend her name's emma she rocks up and all of a sudden he's got this inkling towards her so that's interesting and this is what it's going to be about the characters about who do they like and what's their relationship to each person um the next person we sort of meet is marco he's sort of like this dweeby guy who um he comes to the beach every year to see this girl called gwenda um because he's in love with her <laughs> but she's got this on and off again boyfriend that you know is, is trying to work out why she likes him why she doesn't like why she can't like him <laughs> this gwenda girl she seems like an absolute b-i-t-c-h um i'm not sure why he's so obsessed with her but anyway we don't get much else from her apart from being the interest of marco um and Marco, um, he rocks up to this, you know, he booked his accommodation too late, so he gets stuck in this share room with this guy called Tommy, um, and he has to share the, the, a room with him for a week, and all he really is is this stereotypical stoner. <laughs> That's his his main role in this film, Tommy, is to be the stoner. Um, and they meet through their landlord, this guy called um, Gualatero, and he's this old bloke who thinks he's great with women and you know he's been so good with women for so many years and he wants to offer all his advice about how to pick up girls to marco but as the film progresses we see that it's really marco who's got to teach him the lesson so um interesting there <laughs> all right let's uh sort of head back to zero i spoke before about um his uh emma emma is this um you know <laughs> hang on i'm confused there's so many characters in here emma is Ciro's girlfriend's best friend. Yeah, so I mentioned her before. This Emma chick that Ciro starts sort of falling for. I can't, I could not stand her. She was the most annoying character in this film. There was nothing that I liked about her. She's always complaining about her work. And then she starts to like sort of have feelings for Ciro, who's her best friend's boyfriend. What a rat. Like, I just couldn't, I couldn't understand that whole conception. Anyway, then we've got these other sort of characters that are on the side. So the other sort of main character that we see is Vincenzo, who's this blind kid um, whose mum is overprotective. She wants to always make sure he's okay. But he does a good job of sort of mingling and, and making friends with other kids on the beach. And he falls for this girl called... Um, Cammy and Camilla and you know he he does the communication with her through various methods through the help of this friend that he makes called Furio and the Furio dude is is this goofy guy and he volleyball uh, he umpires these volleyball games that they play on the beach and you know nice to make this friendship with Vincenzo Furio compared to the other guys he's just got no luck with girls at all and I guess that's his sort of character is that you know he's just not going to be successful with girls um but if we talk about Cammy who's um this girl that Vincenzo falls for. She, she's got a boyfriend who's there at the resort or on the beach as well. He doesn't give her much attention. So, you know, sort of shows she's a bit 
um, unsatisfied with him and she's got this scholarship to go study in Canada but hasn't told him yet and she sort of obviously is messaging Vincenzo because she's a bit unsatisfied so I guess that's the the main um, crux between those two the only sort of side characters is we've got Irene who's Vincenzo's mum the overprotective mum that I'm talking about um, and and her sort of progression through this film is that she needs to sort of loosen up and needs to be happy herself and she does this through this um other older dude called Lucio who's a bouncer at one of the clubs and he's sort of this nice guy super patient and tries with her um but Irene is, is sort of you know she can't trust men because her husband's left her but this Lucio guy just keeps being patient so nice guy <laughs> the only sort of other character that was sort of uh, there was this chick called Mara who was like best friends with that Gwenda girl that I mentioned uh, Mara sort of this over flirty sort of girl who sort of starts off by wanting Ciro and and then she just, you know, sort of fades into the background a little bit. So anyway, that's the the range of characters that we've got in this film that are super hard to sort of touch base on. Um, let's talk about the director for this film. I mentioned this at the start. It's you nuts, Y O U N U T S with an apostrophe. What a name! <laughs> um, apparently, it's like a, a it's two people, um, Nicola Salaya and Antonio Usbergo, two people that go under this name, and they've got twenty eight directing credits, but mainly for music video clips. Uh, from what I could see, this is their feature debut, um, but they've done three more feature films in Italian after this. But uh, what a name! I think you probably need to come up with a better, better name than you nuts. Uh, all right, let's talk about some scenes. What are some scenes that I enjoyed in this film? And then we'll go into some things that I didn't like. So, I mean, like, there are a couple of things that stood up. For me, Vincenzo, the, the blind guy, one of our first scenes with him, he's lying on the beach, just enjoying the sun, and this sort of ball comes towards him and hits him. And Furio, it, you know, they form this friendship, but he goes to get the ball and sort of makes a bit of a comment and didn't realise that Vincenzo was blind and sort of says, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I apologise, I'll buy you a drink. And then he says... I'll see you later. And I just had a bit of a laugh because obviously he can't see him and he felt awkward about saying that. That was funny. Um, but, and talking about Vincenzo, I guess probably he's the character that I like the most and the story I like the most because the way that they actually integrate him as a blind character was really good. Even if he's, you know, when we talk about representation, it would have been nice to actually have a, a blind person play the character. But, you know, they do these little things about, you know, using voice messages rather than text because he can't text. And, and he just integrated so well with the rest of the characters as well. So that was really good. Um, and then I think um, Vincenzo, just finishing off with him, Vincenzo, you know, he's um, towards the end, he gets his mum, realises that his mum needs to be happy too and gets her to come to the concert to be with his Lucho guy. And, and they sort of realise as adults, uh, you know, he's got us together, taking care of us. I thought that was nice. Um, and the only other thing I'll mention in things that I liked was uh, Ciro. There was a moment where he was in his room and it was just a really awkward situation where we had that Mara chick there who was sort of almost, you know, doing a strip tease for him. And then his girlfriend was trying to have a video sex call with him as well. And Emma's there, the friend who's, it was just sort of, it played out really well, really awkward moment, which, which, which was done well. So I liked that. All right. What are some things that I probably didn't like in this? I think, um, Furio, while he was a nice guy in, in sort of becoming friends with Vincenzo, he had this weird analogy about sex about it being like carbonara the pasta um and you know with cream was an authentic taste and without it was no good uh, it was just gross most of the things i'm talking about are, are pretty gross i think you know the, the group that they're at a club they go to a bar and they do these alcoholic shots and they all do the shots for pussy like gross um this old dude that i was talking about gualtero you know, he's trying to teach these young guys about how to pick up girls and he sort of sits with Marco with these binoculars on the beach checking out girls. Also gross. Um, <laughs> we have a scene where 
Gualtero, this old dude, and he's having words explained to him by these young guys, like friend zone and trolling. It was just weird. <laughs> they had this fancy dress up race on the beach where they put apples between their heads. It was just random and a real weird opportunity to get Irene drunk. I thought that was weird. Uh, there's a scene where they all randomly just go to this water park with all these water slides and all these really weird angles and shots of, of these, the crotches of these characters. That was just gross as well. Um, like I said, I've liked most of the stuff with Vincenzo, but there was one moment where he goes on this date with um, Cammy and he's like, ask her if he can touch her face. I just found that a little bit weird. Um, the volleyball played a big part in this too, obviously beach volleyball. There's this final that the, the group are all playing and we, as an audience, we can see what's going on, but to incorporate Vincenzo, we have Cammy narrating to him what's actually going on. Not sure that was needed in, in how good a job they'd done already. Um, Marco and um, Gwenda, you know, obviously we've had this whole film where he's trying to chase her because he's so interested in her and she's just not into him. She's still into her old guy. And we're at the end of the film. She's texting him goodbye. He's at this big concert. We read the text on the screen where she says she's going and then he says it out loud as well. Yeah, okay, we got that. We didn't need it as well. And then he goes on stage, takes the microphone off the performer and professes his love for her. Oh, horrible, lame. There was an Indian film that we did on this where, on this show where that same sort of thing happened. That was bad. Um, anyway, let's talk about some themes, some ideas. Obviously, you've got the idea, young love. You know, how do you show love when you're young? You have to fight temptations. You got to work out the line between being too over the top and, and actually showing that you like someone without being too creepy. Uh, we've got overprotective parents in this too. How do you how do you toe the line in in wanting to be a good parent, wanting to look out for your kid, and ensuring that you give them a little bit of freedom too? And, and that leads into that generational change too that we see through a few of the older characters that you know they're obviously not up to date with the new terms or the lingo and and the dating strategies and how to be around people anymore. Like times have changed. Um, what did I take away from this one? I'm, this is a bit of a spoiler, but. As, like I knew that there was a sequel to this film and I'd seen the poster for that sequel. So as I started seeing the characters on screen and I recognized Vincenzo as a character and I recognized Cammy as a character, the poster for the sequel has the two of them together, meaning that I knew they were going to get together and that sort of sucked a little bit. So um, poor from the marketing team in putting a poster together like that. And one other thing I guess is like at the end of the film, we've got Cammy who's sitting on a toilet reading a letter from Vincenzo to her and she's crying and obviously this is an Italian film, so I'm watching it in Italian with English subtitles, and there was a spelling mistake in the subtitles which really stood out. Um, it just sort of shows you how much Netflix maybe care about these international films, so I thought that was a bit poor. I might put the screenshot of that on the socials with this episode because it really frustrated me a little bit. Um, IMDb, we have, we have a moment where, did we jump on IMDb to check anyone out? Look, I don't, I don't know many Italian actors or anything like that, but at the end there's this big concert where they're all going nuts for this this band which were called dj d double e space j a y i was like what a poor name for a band but everyone seemed pretty into the song knew the lyrics apparently it's this guy called tomaso paradiso who's pretty big in italy so that's all i could find on that i thought that was a little bit interesting i guess um any question questions or any ponderings about this film for me um i guess it's interesting there were no real bad guys in this film like you know usually you have an antagonist a protagonist in the film there was there was no one like obviously they all had um negative qualities at times about what they did but no actual villain in this film so i thought that was interesting um yeah anyway the other thing this, this was a very white film unfortunately um and it was a very white 
person on a white vacation film lots of money obviously you know all doing what they can do yes they added a blind guy but does that mean that they've ticked this just they've just gone cool we've got a blind guy so we're ticking the the representation box and that's it would have been nice to see a bit more um difference in in the people that we saw in this film i guess all right i'm ready to wrap this up let's let's bring it together give the film a rating out of five for me, like, you know, as I've said various stages, there are way too many characters in this film to keep track of it for it to be really enjoyable, I guess. But, you know, there, there were moments that I liked. Like, I really enjoyed Vincenzo as a blind character. But at the end of the day, like, nothing really stands out apart from the, the scenery and the scenic Italian coastline, I guess. It's not horrendous. I'm giving it a 2 out of 5. Probably not worth a watch, but it's there it's on netflix if you need something to put on to especially uh if you're in the southern hemisphere and it's quite cold and wet and you want to see some nice beautiful beaches um go for it we're on socials we've got twitter facebook and instagram give us a follow if you can comment on our posts for this week i just wanted to ask like were all the men in this film misogynistic because (laughs) literally all the conversations that the men have in this film around females are all pretty gross really when you think look back on it and think about it so what are your thoughts could they have put like someone that wasn't like Vincenzo, I guess is maybe the character that sort of stands out a little bit in that, you know, maybe that's just because I connected with him the most, but realistically, I think the men in this film are pretty gross. Um, let's move on to next week because next week we have a, another film ready to go. This one is a 2020 comedy called Desperados. It's directed by LP. It stars Nazim Pedrad, Lamorne Morris, Robbie Amell, Anna Camp, Heather Graham, and Sarah Burns. That's all we've got next week, so give it a watch if you're keen to follow along next week. As always, thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it, and I'll see you next week.